Coal is coming back. Clean coal is coming back. 100%. There is no such thing as clean coal. Coal is dirty when you mine it, it's dirty when you burn it, and it wrecks the climate of the planet. We're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of business. We're going to put the miners back to work. We're going to put the miners back to work. If the world ever does take global warming seriously, all we can do is keep that coal in the ground. What do you think of when you think of a coal town? Lots of soot? Ready children with holes in their clothes? People come here thinking that we're all covered in coal. That's Louise Carter King, the mayor of Gillette, Wyoming. One person came and said, did you guys wash all the houses before we got here? I mean, they thought we really went and washed the houses down. But, you know, we have 16 coal mines here, lots of oil, gas, uranium, and our air is clean and our water is clean and people are shocked when they come out here. Gillette is a town of about 30,000 people, one of the more populated areas of Wyoming. Its economy in the northeast corner of the state depends on coal. And in the past couple of years, coal hasn't been doing very well. David Olson is a geologist for Alpha Coal at the Eagle Butte mine just outside Gillette. We did go bankrupt. It's been very volatile over the last two to three years. We're not buying any shovels, we're not buying any drills, you know. And last year, 500 people got laid off. The abundance of natural gas has driven the price of coal way down, but general market trends affect the industry too. When the economy does well overall, coal prices tend to drop. But when the economy does poorly... In 2008, the demand for coal out of here was high, and so the price was up to 20 ton back then. So there's natural gas, market trends, and then there's environmental regulation, spurred by climate change and a big push to increase green energy in the U.S. The idea of climate change and all that is a moot point. We don't fight whether the coal is making the climate change. 100,000 years ago, it was probably a lot longer ago than that, it was 85 degrees here and there were beaches and stuff. So our point is, this coal we have is the cleanest you can buy probably in the world. Even if Gillette's coal is cleaner than coal from other places, no coal is clean. Clean coal is like sugar-free candy. It's not a solution to the underlying problem. There is the keep it in the ground movement that is out there. But if it's here, it's easily accessible. It can be extracted in an environmentally responsible manner. Why shouldn't we be utilizing it? It's not just a matter of, let's save the environment. You won't have any of the luxuries that you have today. Listening to the folks in Gillette made me wonder what was preventing them from changing when all of the signs suggested that they'd have to. In America, I think there, you know, 16% of the population lives in rural communities and they are responsible for about 80% of the land across the country. Nels Christofferson has been working in Wallowa County in northeastern Oregon for over 20 years. People here, like the folks in Gillette, make their living off the land. In the golden age of logging, public lands in Wallowa County sustained lots of jobs, but in the early 90s, the U.S. Forest Service changed its timber harvest policies to respond to public concern for endangered species and the environment. When the shift was really felt in about 1994-95, all three of the operating mills in the county shut down. Nell says that the ripple effect was huge. The hospital nearly went bankrupt. Families left the area and the school districts lost half their enrollment. So it created a lot of anger and fear 
anger about the change and anger about the idea of environmentalism that seemed to be driving that change. It created fear for the future, and it provided a lot of problems within the community. But community leaders in Wallawa began to think creatively. They founded Wallawa Resources, a collaborative organization which brought the community together. Environmentalists, ranchers, loggers, teachers, together they began to find solutions. It starts with even basic things like figuring out how to use slash from fuel reduction and small diameter logs in much more creative ways, like is happening down at Integrated Biomass Resources. So we've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to create logging systems and, and a wood processing system that would turn that material, which most places has no value, into products that we can sell and create jobs. People in Wallawa County didn't have to abandon timber altogether, they just found new ways to use their resources. And that's the kind of innovation that we need to see so that we can generate income and jobs from good stewardship. If Wallawa can change, why can't Gillette? I can't even imagine what Gillette would be like without the coal. It's just too great of a resource to just ignore and leave in the ground. There is a lot of hostility to Gillette toward Enviros because a lot of people feel like there, there isn't sympathy. This is journalist Todd Wilkinson speaking. He was also in the room when I spoke with Louise Carter King. Wyoming didn't pivot away from coal because there was no incentive to pivot away from coal early on. And now it has market signals, it has everything. But the real question in my mind is getting to that federal support. If we're going to enact policies that basically shutter an industry, what responsibility do we have as society to help pivot that? We're really at a quagmire here between where the science is leading and where the industry is, and there isn't really a pivot point. Would you say that's accurate? I think that's accurate. And I think that's what we're asking for, a fair shot, you know, uh, just to shutter the industry without realizing the consequences. I just don't think uh, people have been looking at it, you know, from 30,000 feet up or whatever, rather than, we've got to cut it down because look what it's doing to our climate, rather than let's invest in the technology and see what can we do to make it be better. Trump won Gillette's district, Campbell County, by about 90% of the vote. I sort of call it a siege mentality, that rural communities often feel like their way of life is under siege, and that they don't have the political power or the economic power to change things for the better. And in order for us to revitalize our communities and fix these things, we need strong partnerships with people in urban areas. We need people in urban areas to believe in us. Mining is not like ranching and logging. The coal industry can't just use coal in different ways to become more environmentally sustainable. And that means that fourth generation miners, like David Olson, will need something to turn to. Until there are other options, it's unreasonable to expect coal-dependent communities to keep it in the ground. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Rachel Needham.